gentlemen, it's uh, another very special edition of the Sidelines with the Podmus Collection. I'm joined here by my other host, Cordo, as I take the reins. What's up? And joining us again for these special edition moments, rest of the world, it is Jonah. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 the, I'm the correspondent in residence right now. It's feeling good. I, I, I feel validated. I'm a happy man. <laughs> So guys, today we're going to talk about what I think is the staple of the Christmas period, food. Mm. So it's very simple in concept, but there's a lot to unpack here. So we're going to dive straight in here. How much do you overeat? Under, over, it's a big, big, big slab of time, but how much are you going with? In life or in general? Or in Christmas? (laughs) Important distinction. I'm going to give you a, a... Two and a half day window from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day and including Boxing Day because that's when you start to cool off. Okay. I comfortably put three to five kilos. What's that like six to ten pounds on? Yeah. Comfortably. And I'm probably somewhere in like the same the same ballpark just because the the difference between what my regular diet would be and to what comes on those days. <laughs> it's almost like I'm not even really sure if it's the amount, just like the 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 horror reaction from my body, where it's just like there's so much like sugary alcohols that are occurring with like um spiced wines, like the, the heat heat and mold wine here we call it glue vine here in Germany, like where you're just yeah. putting that down and then all of that thick, dense like fantastic hearty food, but in comparison to your normal, just like whatever you can cram into your pie hole while you're running from thing to thing. (laughs) So yeah, I would say I'm probably also somewhere in that like six to 10 pound range, just, just from that like three day stretch in a row, but Peds credit to you. Like you didn't really even give us the option to say like, do you overeat? It's how much? (laughs) much? That's the weird thing because it's, any other time that like if someone has a massive cook up or whatever it is, typically speaking, if there's another, say there's a second allotment of mains, it's still there. People mm. might grab a couple, like, you know, a bit of a nibble, like, you know, I'm good for whatever it is. It's just the unwritten rule that you are fully entitled to grab an entire second plate of mains. Yeah. And you know full well that there's like an assortment coming for dessert. Like it's yeah. off and you're like, your your brain is never even going, bro, do you think, I don't know, do you think we should hold back? It's just like, your brain's just like, we're going for it. This yep. is happening and it, your body's just like, all right, fair enough, we're going with it. Well, the dark, the dark side of it is, is that you even know that at a certain point it's going to hurt and you do it anyway. Like I love, it's not even about like pride or shame or like, oh, I'm worried that I'm going to, you know, you know, have a little bit of a muffin top in my pants. Like, that's not what you're worried about. It's like, you're going to physically not feel well like yeah. <laughs> in your kind of like post eating haze, but you do it anyway, because that's what you do. I love yeah. the obscure, like you've eaten your second plate of maize <laughs> and you've picked up some extra, extra potatoes and you're waiting for dessert for no apparent reason there's some lint chocolate balls on the table and you're like, I might grab one. And you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't need, like, this is uncalled for. Yeah. Well, can you even think of like another time where it's not only accepted, but not thought of as strange that you're going to have more than one dessert. Mm. The expectation here is that you're probably going to at least dabble in three or four. Yeah. 
Is this bad for diabetes? Oh, it is diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> for me, there's like, there's a far more aggressive component to it. And by aggressive, I mean, it's almost like I have an inner dialogue with my critical organs in my body where I'm like, I'm angrily letting them know you're going to earn your paychecks today. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to be in my body? You're going to earn your place in the factory today. Like, we've got a big shipment due. It's an overdue order. Get to work. Earn Here your, we go. Earn your keep. Yes. Otherwise, I will donate you to a child that needs a kidney. <laughs> so, Jonah, going on the food train. So, you arguably are in the heart after the Die Hard fiasco where America claimed ownership. Mm-hmm. So, you own Christmas. Yeah. Um, wanted to pick your brain about your your food offerings because I was lucky enough to spend a Christmas in Canada. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, vastly improved slash different to Australia where it's cold, it's snowy. A lot of food makes a whole lot more sense. It just sort of seems to tie together well. We sort of have three or four typical go-to Christmassy meals, but you are the man at the heart of Christmas. So what's the the lay down of the law your way? So as the undisputed Christmas champion, I will uh, <laughs> hold that belt above my head proudly. The uh, So it's interesting because you kind of get like a weird mix in the States at this point. Um, you could be in group A, which is like you've wandered into a house. And if you didn't know what month it was, you might think it's Thanksgiving from the food that you're seeing mm. that's laid out. So sometimes like those meals are very, very close depending on your family. Um, maybe it's like you've swapped out turkey for ham but then like the sides are almost identical like maybe you're not getting cranberry sauce but you're probably still getting stuffing you're still going to get some kind of mashed potatoes gravy corn like this type of thing like the hearty traditional style foods so you do have like one where it's like is this thanksgiving christmas family dinner and then i'd say you have the other group where it's just like they've expended so much energy into thanksgiving that we're like takeout christmas or or we are just like so christmas out we're making something else like one year my my mom and my sister were like organizing um what we were thinking we were going to have and they were talking with all of us and we we're all thinking about how we were going to pitch in and we just decided like okay we're making italian food like we're, we're just going to make an obscene <laughs> amount of like pasta and bread and just go to go to town um that's not a typical move, but you do see like the people where they're just like, if they're not having a big family Christmas, it's just like the immediate family. They're going to say like, Hey, maybe we're just calling in an order or we're doing something like else. The, is that like the bottom of the eighth, the relief pitches coming in? <laughs> I feel so like, especially if you get to that point where it's like, you've gone all out several Christmases in a row and everyone just looks at each other. They're like, you know, why are we doing this <laughs> and, and just like make it another option. But I think like, if you're one to talk about like the tradition, the tradition, you've got a slow cooked ham, that baby's going to be succulent, like all kinds of salty goodness, um, baked low and slow, real tender. Like you can basically pull the inner bone straight out. Um, and then a whole bunch of sides that can be covered in all sorts of gravy. And then it's just down the hatch, like you said, but especially where I'm from in the Midwest, where it's cold, it's hard, like that hearty meal makes sense and it feels real Christmassy and it's nice to come to that. Rolls. Is there a, sta- Rolls. Is there a staple dessert? I, 
I can feel my dad speaking to me. I closed my eyes for a second. I channeled the spirit <laughs> of my spirit of my dad, and I heard him just say, "Pecan pie." Pecan pie oh. is a classic, it, at least in my area. Like maybe that's not for everybody. Like you might see some that go into other like fruit varieties, but pecan pie in in our house growing up, that was the well, that was the baby. Well, you know the rules as rest of world. Uh, by the rules of the name, the rest of the world eats pecan pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've now, I've now decreed it into existence. But it, like, and if you think, if you think you don't like pecan pie, it's because you haven't had it. It's because you're, you're like Ped's not watching Love Actually. Like you, you do love it. You just don't know. Um, I mean, because, because ultimately, like people are like, oh, pecan pie nuts. Like, no, no, no. This is like, it's a butter and sugar vessel. If you like butter and you like sugar, like this is going to work for you. It's it's fine. Trust me. Especially if it's served hot, scoop of ice cream, like you're in business. Yeah. I'm about that life. And then there's like a, a whole monstrosity of like chocolate desserts where my mom always made this classic one. There was like a several different layers of like chocolate cake and brownie, whipped cream, chocolate syrup, like pieces of um, Heath bar. So it's like the toffee bar cover. Like we'd take out the big like mallet crunch up a whole bunch in a Ziploc baggie and then pour that over the top as the topping more chocolate syrup that, that bad boy. Yeah. So yes, weight was a problem yeah. for me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to come back to now. So like this year being, uh, being restricted to go home, it's, it's tough to miss out on some of those things, but um, I'm going to be celebrating Christmas this year with a, uh, with my girlfriend's family here in Germany. And so they've, they've been indoctrinating me into some of the German Christmas traditions, but I'm going to also bring some of my, my uh, culinary skills for the side dishes for, for the Christmas dinner meal for them. That's what we love about American culture. Like you're describing the chocolate cake and it's like, I think in Australia we'll be like, Oh yeah, we have a chocolate cake as a layer and a little bit of chocolate icing. I feel like in the U.S., you're like, how many different types of chocolate can we jam in this cake like, while it still looks like a cake? Is your cake scalable? Like, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, Has what, it been certified by a structural engineer yeah. that it could be a house? Like, yeah, but sometimes I feel like American stuff isn't certified by a structural engineer. Someone's just gone, oh, we could put more on it. <laughs> You in, insert Jeff Goldblum meme like just because you could doesn't mean you should. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, AP. What about you? What are the folks in uh, slightly out of Melbourne consume? Well, I'd say like I'd say this is like a majority of a I guess a Melbourne Australian thing, which probably would sound weird to you, uh, Jonah, but. Is it, just VB, like is it just VB? <laughs> is it is it just a, is it just a box of VB? Like it's, <laughs> it's Crown Lagers. We step it up for Christmas. Okay, class it up a notch. <laughs> I think we have three staples. So we and it's it's nearly always one. It's a combination of two of these, if not three. So it depends on the year. Always cold cold uh, meat. At some point, yeah, I know. I know the look. It's yeah, for the listeners. Point, I, my brow is furrowed. What, what, what? <laughs> so at some point there, like I would say that we would never have had like literally cooked ham. Cooked ham was never really a thing um, that we would do. We've only done it in the last couple of years as a bit of a uh, why not. 
I will premise for the rest of the world listening. Typically speaking, in my country town, it is often varying between thirty-six and forty-four degrees, which in Celsius I think is above a hundred, hundred and hundred and ten in Fahrenheit. Sorry, we we would actually measure that in terms of like back and butt sweat at that point. <laughs> Once you're getting up into those <laughs> levels of temperature, yeah. Like so how many, how many it- gallons are we? <laughs> Yeah, so cooking a ham for three or four hours and having hot ham is just, you just don't do it. Also, in terms of prep, what it means is um, normally on Christmas Eve, someone sat there and like collected the cold ham, cut it up, normally got to do a few things. It's a simple meal. So cold meats, salamis, hams, cheeses, you know, that kind of stuff. Weirdly, a barbecue can feature, not always, but it can feature normally on Boxing Day. Roasts, bucket load of roasts, mm-hmm. uh, all the sides. Bulk load of sweets. There's always some potato, bacon, salads. But the big one is seafood. There's always some seafood dish, which is normally linchpin by 75 metric tons of prawns, uh, which once you mm. peel them relates to about five tons of prawns because there's a <laughs> lot of those damn shelling. Uh, but they're the three staples. That's that's how I always see it over here. And I don't, I mean, you might be a little bit different, Cordo, but I love all the, all the three because you know you're going to get some genuine bangers in there ours is uh yeah like turkey hot turkey gravy is the sort of the feature but i feel like in our family and maybe we're a little strange dessert seems to take more of the precedence so we'll do like the we'll do the turkey we'll shave the cold ham off the bone there's like a potato bake salad or you know the odd potato bake in the oven like good Mm -hmm. there's multiple salads that the sort of you know the relatives that can't cook are asked to do as part of helping out but like my mum used to do like a homemade uh kind of cheese cake ice cream cake with like the thick biscuit like base and that Mm -hmm. like beautiful ice cream layer on top sticky date puddings chocolate mousse my cousin makes this bomb trifle with just X. It's like jelly and custard and everything else. Yeah, we'll put some of that in. Like, and then this thing called, uh, oh, I forgot what we call it. We call it Mars bar slice. So essentially it's like cocoa pops or rice puffs, rice bubbles, whatever they are, the cereal. And you kind of like then mash Mars bars and that together and then bake that and then put melted chocolate on top. Elite. All right. Yeah, yeah so, let's I'm into that. That could that could line just up like right a there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why like I for a person that grew up in a hot coastal town in Australia, I have never had the type of body equipped to live in a hot coastal town <laughs> and walk along the beaches. Like Yeah. Now do you have do you have PAV as well? We always there's always at least one sneaky PAV. We don't do the PAV. I don't know if we really nail the Aussie uh we don't do the seafood or the Pavlova cake. Yeah, it was always a pav, but my, I will I will admit I love a pudding and custard and vanilla ice cream. I could just just drink custard, just love it. Could it just could I uh, could I could I place a a request for a translation? Uh, which particular bit? Uh, for the rest of world, could you clarify a pav? What what would that be? Ah, the pavlova. Uh, we might have to actually get you a photo so you can. Uh, distribute, but effectively a pav is three three different ways to cook egg. <laughs> so it's like was not I'm expecting say, that. Okay, <laughs> uh, it is a soft egg, 
uh, in the middle and then a super crispy cooked egg hard shell on the outside. Okay. It is covered in cream, like mm. genuinely doused. Like we're talking like an inch of cream uh, across the top. Strawberries, kiwi fruit sometimes get a fixture, but I don't like it. And then there's some grated chocolate over the top. That's it. Boom. Pav. Yeah. The the official uh, Wikipedia description is, yeah, that pavlova is a meringue-based dessert named after the Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova, usually topped with fruit and whipped cream. Yeah, it's a very Aussie dessert. Yeah, and, and you can keep it. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah, that's that's on that list of strange. I'll, but uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, obviously, I'll try it whenever I'm in town to visit. Um, but that, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I did want to touch on some other things because because we both come from uh, like Commonwealth countries, right? So we have like this. Uh, we have British roots in in a lot of our cultural traditions. And you yeah. touched on one with the sticky date uh, pudding, mm. and so I think British cuisine catches a lot of flack. But the dessert puddings, like sticky toffee pudding, sticky date pudding, get on board. That's the business. Anything that comes with like the hot custard cream sauce, like sign me up. Although I don't know this Pavlova thing that that might, that's other, but yeah. So what what are some of the other, other like Christmas foods from other cultures that you kind of like lust over? Custard tarts. Mm. Yeah. Those are good. I'd say my big one's also like, and we are going to talk about a bit of a spoiler, but the pairing of alcohol and desserts, we, we're kind of limited due to weather concerns where, you know, we've got to drink VB. We've got to drink beers because it's so, it's yeah. so goddamn hot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's, like I would say I've never had mulled wine on Christmas just because I'm not going to cook that shit on the stove. Well, we're die. basically in your summer solstice. Like this is, that would be, that's dangerous. Like, <laughs> Was- yeah, I've had it before in Perth, like with Swedish friends, family over kind of thing, and just does not go down well in 38 degree heat. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm consuming some eggnog in the last few days, and I will continue to do so for many more days. So not, there's nog a thing. boy, nog boy, okay. I, I don't like eggnog, and that to me is like, just mystified me. I feel like in every US film TV show, eggnog is a thing, and I don't understand why, how, so all of it. Here's the thing: hand up, never had it, never even tried it. Eggnog, big eggnog, has sold a lie to the rest of the world that it's like this massive cultural thing, and I don't. Maybe in some kind of like white bread, milk toast, crusty like. Martha's Vineyard community? Sure. <laughs> I have never seen that garbage in any place that I've been. So, I mean, maybe I'm missing out. I don't know. Maybe I'm like Peds with, uh, you know, Love Actually. Peds, watch Love Actually. But, like... If I'm if I'm watching Love Actually, you're eating some goddamn... Or you're having some damn nog. Well, you just set pav. the agenda... You just set the agenda for our next Zoom meeting. <laughs> some pav. So you saying you didn't have nog. I just saw your name say rest of world asterisk. <laughs> and then a little thing came across the bottom of my screen. It's like asterisk. It's like rest of world not really accurate. Represented by Jonah here. <laughs> Has not had nog. It validates everything he says. 
But no, you got to be honest. A lot of my nog came actually. Like, it always reminds me when I watch a Simpsons episode, and Homer's like, "Ah, thirty good days and thirty days of naggy goodness." Honestly, like my only touch points for eggnog are from like films, like from or from uh, mm. Christmas specials. So, like, I I definitely recall fondly the thirty days of naggy goodness from Homer. But then also, I remember. Um, the kid from Santa Claus, the Tim Allen vehicle, um, like Tim Allen being like the sad dad at the beginning, takes him to Denny's for Christmas dinner. And like, he tries to like give the kid like, uh, like, like, like virgin eggnog and the kid's just like, nah, that's gross. Just sh- shutting him down. And so I, always, I, yeah. I think I just, I was impressed upon by that and I'm like, nah, no eggnog for me, bro. But it's never even been offered to me. I've never even been offered eggnog. Oh, I just remembered a dessert that my mum also makes and lets me just hoe down on at Christmas time. She makes apple crumble. Mm. Ooh. Like apple pie, but tends to now be apple crumble. And then like a high-end vanilla ice cream. So I don't know if you've got connoisseur in Europe or the States, but whatever the like expensive gourmet vanilla bean ice cream is that's like thick. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. that splashed on top, hot out of the oven. Oof. The the I key like... being that you can see the little pieces of vanilla bean in the ice cream. That's mm-hmm. when you're like, ooh, high class, high class. Yeah, I've got a controversial statement. I think vanilla ice cream is the underrated hero of Christmas sweets because normally not a lot of people like vanilla ice cream. Mm. But you need that. It's a critical component in every single one of these other ones. You know. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving some cool ass chalk chip, whatever it is, fancy salted caramel, all that shit. But if you don't have vanilla ice cream on Christmas, it's over. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I'm all for like the really complex, like acts, like mixed in varieties. I mean, that really, that really bends my jerrys if you know what I'm saying, but, (laughs) but there's the key, the key. The key is that the vanilla ice cream brings you the ice cream, but allows the other desserts to also shine. Like what you're combining yeah. it with, like they, they, it provides like a platform to where they can lift each other up. Like, pardon yeah. all my Food Network speak, but like I think that's that's the key there. Like you can't you can't mix in some kind of crazy ice cream flavor that's meant to be ate on its own by itself. Like you need something that can go with the apple crumble and like a hot apple crumble or a hot pecan pie. If you don't have the ice cream, it's actually not complete. Like that, it's not the it's not the dessert. Mm. So, because we are a sports podcast, I'm going to try and make a sports analogy. Would you say that vanilla ice cream is the Rajan Rondo <gasps> of the dessert? I was literally thinking that while he was talking, and was going to say that he's going for two points, but he's getting 16 assists, and all of them are. He's you know he's the game bringer. He brings the best out in everyone. Gets them to their spots. Well, and the other parallel would be that announcers love them. <laughs> like, <laughs> in this case, we could wax poetic about about vanilla ice cream for days. Talk about hand size for Rondo, like three, three, three sport athlete, like classic vanilla ice cream chats. Love it. That's spot on. You're right. It's all about things that allow it to shine. It's like gravy. Gravy mm-hmm. allows what you're eating to shine. Yeah. 
it, it brings it to that next level. And if you if you were to have, for example, uh, stuffing or dressing, it, it it varies in what you'd call it depending on what region of the U.S. you're from. But that great um, like sliced celery, like bread. Compo- Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That traditional Thanksgiving side that also shows up at Christmas a lot of the time. If you don't have gravy to pour over the top of that, I'm probably considering not eating it. <laughs> That's a fair. You gotta make the cut. You gotta make the cut cold. And like, I don't even care if it's the gravy that just came out of a jar. I, it doesn't matter. If you don't have some of that brown wet on there, and that's the only time you'll hear me talk about brown wet as something I want to eat. But if that if that's not present, I'm out. Like, I'm not eating that that dressing, that stuffing. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, all right. Well. I think we've. I think on the note of brown wet, <laughs> yeah. I do not think we will be able to top or, or get any higher than that peak. But uh, Cordo and Jonah, thank you again for uh, you know another very special Podmas episode. Uh, as always, to out there, guys, uh, feel free to get this bad boy out there to all your colleagues and friends and. You know, you give the Christmas gift of laughter or something along those lines. You know, Christmas spirit. Come, come, fight me in the comments. Br- bring, bring, <laughs> bring me your hate. I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell you how wrong you are in public in the comments. Super, you know, super yeah. masculine like. Like, let's get bend after my Jerry's. Yeah, <laughs> you want, you want, you want to bid my Jerry's? You want to bid, bid my Jerry's? <laughs> Meet me in the comments, punk. Uh. Uh, but no, thank you, gents. As always, and everybody out there, uh, continue to enjoy your Christmas and holiday period. See ya. <laughs> Toodles.